I'm Jeff Wilson. I am president and CEO of Precipitate Gold Corporation. Precipitate trades on the TSX venture under the symbol PRG. We are a, an exploration company focused predominantly in the Dominican Republic, where we've got three gold assets that we are, have been exploring for the last 10 years. In the last 12 months, we've acquired two early stage projects in Newfoundland, Canada, and those projects are seeing work uh, as we speak today. Jeff, good to see you. And uh, thanks for making uh, contact with us as well. Um, it's surprising how many companies have gone quiet of a certain nature. Um, but those, those who are busy, uh, uh, you know, getting on with the business, running the business, um, you know, quite keen to talk. So um, obviously last time we um, spoke was uh, at a, a, was on a panel actually, but it was with regards to last time we spoke with regards to your company, we were talking about the Barrick uh, transaction. I assume that is done, dusted and out of the way, is it? It is, yeah. We closed that really essentially on the day that we made the announcement. The money hit the treasury. We put out a, a disclosure of the acquisition or the, the uh, having received the money, and uh, and that was that. So yeah, it was a um, you know it was a, a very accretive transaction for us. In fact, it was an amendment to an existing earning agreement, but put a significant amount of capital into the treasury and what was uh, you know and, and continues to be a difficult time in the market for accessing capital uh, without issuing any shares. So we saw it as a a very beneficial transaction for precipitate and uh, puts us in a a favorable position of being cashed up and um, and ready to continue working. Okay, and obviously three percent NSR can't help either. But um, I guess the bit I'm interested in is like in, in times like this, in, in a market like this, we've seen um, shareholders kind of rich, retrench, either like you know get cashed up um, with you know sell their shares, just really really nervous, unsure of how to play this. You as a CEO. You could, you kind of run through the same sort of set of emotions, aren't you? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I think we we go through the same things with you know how we deploy our capital. I mean, in in challenging times, the fear is you deploy capital, you you do work, you generate news, and the market doesn't care, and you're no further ahead uh, than where you were before you started. And how, however, your treasury is depleted, so it, it is a bit of a risk reward um, uh, scenario, and you have to be comfortable that you know the work that you're doing is going to generate something beneficial to the company. In some cases, you know, that isn't just as simple as news releases or things that you can arm wave and promote about for a moment or two. I mean, I think for companies like ourselves, you know, that comes down to what are we ultimately trying to accomplish here and what's the bigger picture long-term goal. Um, and in times like this, when things are challenged and, and difficult, work can still go on. You may not necessarily move the needle on your share price from one news release to the next, but if you're advancing the projects, the goal here is that when we come out the, the back end of these kinds of difficult markets, we've moved the needle in terms of where the projects are, where the company uh, is situated, and, and hopefully uh, be value drivers for when the market does start to come back and, and look at the sector. Um, it's going to, I think, it's going to be those who have, you know, real assets that are advancing that are going to see the first um, benefit. Well, I, th I think that, I think that's right. And I sort of jokingly made reference at the beginning, which is like you know you sort of see the promotional companies just go real quiet in moments like this because they're not quite sure how to play it, what to do. Usually because the management team's not there to you know build a mine or, or a development company. But you know maybe enough of that and well, a conversation for another day in one of those panels. Maybe um, let's talk about what you are doing with the capital. So you got you got the five million bucks there. You had a little bit of cash as well, which you raised pre-Christmas. So, but what are you sitting on right now? We're sitting on about eight million dollars Canadian in the treasury right now right okay so it was about six six and a half of that was from barrack and the balance was in the treasury right so what do you do with that that's that's the key i mean because you've got dominican republic and i guess there's a conversation that needs to be had about south america politics at the moment but let's let's go to New, uh, newfoundland 
what are you, you know, what are you going after there? So the press release with regards to the um, geophysical survey, but what, why do you need to do that? Why is that important? What and what next? Yeah, I mean, I think for us it's important because again, in in any market environment, and even when things are like this and challenging and quiet, I do think that there's there's an ability for companies that are doing work to to be heard because you know there's a little less noise out there, and and there are still investors uh, who are seeing this as an opportunity and are looking for people who are who are doing work. So. You know, we are we are continuing to move forward, you know, I think responsibly, but spending money doing work programs in Newfoundland. We've got two assets there, both both of which are f- fairly early stage, especially our ACE project, uh, a little bit more conceptual, sort of based on geology and, and proximity to some other known mineralization, but not a lot of historic work there. So that's that's a project where we'll do some, you know, good old fashioned boots on the ground. We, we, we are going to do some prospecting, sampling, mapping, geophysics and see whether or not a drill program there is justifiable. And that, that'll, that, that answer should come to us later this year. Our mother load project uh, over in the Burn Peninsula, um, sort of southeastern Newfoundland, is a little bit more advanced. It's a project that has seen some prior drilling. We were able to consolidate a number of different land packages into one contiguous larger land package for the first time. So, you know, we've got a nice big area to work with, um, sniffs of prior work, and are tra- have been trying to sort of piece that all together based on historic data up to this point. Where we are now, as you mentioned, we raised some flow through money uh, at late last year, uh, about $1.6 million in flow through. We are deploying that uh, this year. We, we plan to spend uh, the majority of that, if not all of that in 2022. And the objective there again is to continue on with sort of incremental stages of work that justify the next. So. You know, we've been doing mapping and sampling. We're seeing the right kinds of geological signatures. And then we're, we've been doing some geochemical work. Okay, we're getting some geochem anomalies and then some geophysical airborne. We're sort of big picture, you know, what are we seeing here in terms of uh, signatures from the geophysics? And most recently, we've commenced a ground IP, uh, induced polarization geophysical survey here, where really what we're looking at is looking to sort of refine some of these bigger anomalies with groundwork uh, to really vector in on where do we think the, the sweet spots are for drilling. And so that work is is ongoing now. I expect results from that ground geophysics at mother load to come out in the coming weeks. Um, and that will be ultimately be a significant um, tool for us in terms of plotting up what, what will be the first round of drilling for us at the mother load project later this year. Right. And, and what's this sort of general need around Newfoundland? Because again, you kind of have that kind of promotional feel about it last year. There are a lot of people sort of jumping on the bandwagon. And again, you know, they've gone quiet too. Um, do you think that, you know, people are now, now understanding what Newfoundland's opportunity means? And, you know, are you, or are you still kind of, are you still attracting the sort of wrong sorts of investors, in, if, mm. if you don't mind me phrasing it like that? Yeah, no, I, and I and I get your point. I think that's cooled a little bit. I think just just the the general sort of tenor of the market here has cooled that. No matter where you're, no matter where you're working, um, I think that um, you know our mandate when we moved into Newfoundland was we were loath to sort of be perceived to be kind of you know ambulance chasing and rushing into a sort of a hot area play. So I, I do like to point out that the two projects we have acquired in Newfoundland are quite removed from the heart of the action where newfound gold is located. Um, And they're in areas that we liked and identified for their own geological uh, makeup. So it's not sort of how close are we to newfound gold. It's more about, you know, the, 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 the specific geology in the areas that we're working. 
the tenor has, I think, has, has, has cooled a little bit for, for Newfoundland, I think. But, uh, you know, and still, as other um, things are arising around the world, I do think that Newfoundland still poses, um, you know, a very worthwhile place to do business when it comes to geopolitics and, and permitting and uh, access to, to personnel, things like that. I think it's still as good a place as any to be, and we're very comfortable being there. Right. No, no, I, I, I get that. If you're doing things the right way, no, there's no problem with being there. It's just... You know, I say there's some jumping on on the bandwagon white noise that 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 creates, and it's not necessarily always positive um, for the for the yeah, well, sector. And that, that, you know, that. and I want to talk to you about it because you're given your yep. background, and you know, given your your your, your market experience, you've seen small moments like that, small pockets of just your free sort of excitement off the back of not a lot. And then we're sort of sitting in a much bigger moment where we've got an economic downturn. You know, we, we're in a moment here, you know, and obviously we'll come out the other side, we always do. But um, ha, I'm just wondering, how do you play those things? Because you kind of almost got a double layer of, you know, yep. false economic environment to deal with. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's, there's several things that I could say about that. One is, I think that, you know, you, you do have to be cautious you know, my fear is always that if you get into these kind of area plays and, and you're, 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 you're getting attention because of specifically where you're located in proximity to someone else, and that someone else falls off the table, regardless of, of the, the, the merits of your story, you're, you know, baby with the bathwater sort of thing. So I do think that, you know, um, the more we can sort of isolate ourselves as our projects being unto themselves and of their own merit based on their own ge geological district is important for us. We're not trying to uh, you know, latch onto somebody else's success, which ultimately, if they fail, you're, you're, you're out with that. So for us, the, certainly the specific projects that we picked up, we, we, we like. Um, in terms of, you know, just the general market malaise here, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, one of the things that Newfoundland offers us is two, two, twofold. One is it's, it's a bit of a diversity from, um, you know, the, the, the Dominican Republic assets which, as you and I have talked about before, are a little bit on hold right now for some, you know, sort of geopolitical reasons, but we still believe in. <clears throat> so Newfoundland gives us somewhere where we can work uh, immediately. The second thing is, in markets like this, uh, having access to, you know, this is a very specific Canadian thing, but having access to flow-through money uh, can be helpful too. In, in challenging markets, you know, the ability to tap into some, some potential financing with its own sort of tax benefits to the investors um, does create a little bit um, better platform for being able to get access to capital as well. So there's there's several reasons why the Newfoundland stuff for us, outside of the fact that we like the projects, um, adds some some value and benefit and a little diversity to our portfolio. Right, and most of the conversations I'm having at the moment with um, companies who are doing stuff saying, it's super expensive. Inflation has really hit us, really whacked. And I'll hit different companies in different ways, depending on what, what stage of um, their um, you know existence they're in you know um, people talk about the, the cost of drilling we one CEO down in Nevada and said he was he was paying all-in cost 800 bucks per meter which was like just crazy I mean almost prohibitively crazy kind of pricing but do you, has that sort of come off as you sort of seeing like retrenchment in terms of fuel pricing and, and, and things like that availability of of contractors and so forth is that is that still a problem or yeah, is it, it it, it, no, it it has come off a little bit. I mean, I think you know, as you mentioned about sort of the, the the promotional aspect of our business, there's always you know when things are hot, there's you know the, the the competition increases, and everybody that you know was in a different sector last week is suddenly securing drill contracts. Um, so it becomes challenging in in hot markets and good markets to find people, uh, to find contractors, to get drillers, to get geologists. 
Um, so yeah, as, as markets get a little softer and people maybe start to uh, pare back their exploration budgets, uh, maybe slow down some of the progress on their projects, you know, it, it does free up some personnel. It does free up some contractors. I think what you're seeing is better availability, maybe slightly better rates. Um, and if you have some success, either with, you know, uh, the work that you're doing on the ground or with drilling, there's a, more, a better likelihood that you'll be able to retain, you know, those contractors uh, for a second leg. Whereas in a, in a very hot market, guys will say to you, look, we're available from, you know, A to B. And then at the end of that contract, we've got another contract to run off to. So if you want us back, we'll be back in six weeks or eight weeks. I, I think there's a better likelihood now, we're seeing anyway in Newfoundland where we're active, um, that people are are are, are able to uh, make themselves available for a longer stint. Right. Companies. So how do, we, how do we look? How do we look at you, you know, and what you're doing up at the Motherlode project for the next six months? You have got money clearly, and you know you told us about some of the things that you're 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 out there. But are you reacting to market conditions in a way? And do you, do you know? It's, it's, I'm trying. I'm trying to work out. Do you kind of just get your head down and say, "Right, our plan was this. Let's stick to this, no matter what." Or do you actually have to be a little bit sensitive to market conditions because you're not quite sure how long these things drag out? You know, some would point to November, and others will point to end of next year. Very different right. sets of outcomes with a, with a, with a, with a budget, right? Yeah, I, I think that you, if you're if you're running a junior, maybe any company, but certainly in my experience, if you're running a junior exploration business, you're not relatively dynamic what's happening in the world and in the business and in the market from day to day or week to week. Um, probably, um, you know, you've got blinders on. I, mean, I do think you need to have a, a longer term plan and a bigger picture objective. Um, we certainly have that, but I think you do have to be nimble and you have to recognize opportunities when they arise. Uh, maybe when it's better to sort of, you know, uh, pare back a little bit. And that, that runs a gamut from us for us in this situation where we have uh, a fairly significant treasury from, you know, what we're doing on the ground and, and the extent of our work programs to also having an eye on what else is out there. You know, what, what other opportunities are out there um, on the cheap right now because, you know, projects are in the hands of companies that are running into financial problems and maybe need to divest of one or two of their assets. So it, it, these kinds of markets create situations that you may not have had in your agenda six months ago in terms of what you were looking to do. Look, we had projects in the Dominican Republic that we like, deal with Eric that we like, Newfoundland acquisitions, you know, the, the, the we, we thought we had this all sort of wrapped up and bundled up and we knew how we were going to lay this out. Suddenly there's an opportunity potentially here now for us to continue on with those assets, but also we're seeing, we're being approached by people since we did the Barrick transaction and now we have money uh, with people looking to maybe uh, partner up or do some sort of a deal. So you, you, to answer your question, I think you have to be dynamic. You have to have your eyes and ears open to to opportunities. Um, and that sort of dictates how you deploy your work programs, your expenditures, your budgets, that sort of thing. So the short answer is we're continuing on in Newfoundland. The longer answer is there's lots of other things going on in the background that we may not have um, planned six or eight months ago. Right. Okay. So let me, let me finish with this. Should your current shareholders be comforted by the words that you, you've, you've just spoken? Is, is yours the, the, the right plan? Would you say to them, trust us, stay with us, uh, it's going to be fine? And then also, what would you say to the people who perhaps who have offloaded? Uh, should they be coming back to you or you know, are they right to be looking for, for better deals or waiting for the bottom of this market to arrive, whenever that may be? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm biased, of course, but I mean, I think that there, there, we have seen these kinds of um, levels in terms of our share price in the past. And when I look back on all of these sort of, you know, uh, these, these down dips in our share price, never mind the market in general, but even our share price, there is a significant uptick on the back of that. Sometimes it's, it's specific to the company and something that we've done. Sometimes it's the rising tide of the market, but I'm I'm very comfortable that you know the, these this this represents uh, a, an opportunity for some people. You know, uh, depending on your risk profile, you know that that that's up to the investor to decide whether this is the point to to dip your toe in the water. But um, you know, we've got a significant amount of money in the treasury. What I like about that, and I think is important about that, is that came without any share issuance. So it's not as if we went out and doled out a bunch of cheap paper. To, to get the capital that we have in the treasury now and sort of everybody's price point is, you know, the current market price. Um, you know, we, we can see this going significantly um, higher from here based on how we deploy that capital and of course the, the general market. So, yeah, I think this, I think this is an opportune time for investors, uh, both for Precipitate as well as, you know, another, a, a number of other companies that have been uh, again, driven down by sort of the, uh, the prevailing, um, sentiment of the market. And uh, again, for us, what's going to be the tipping point? It's, it's going to be news flow. It's going to be, you know, uh, being uh, proactive on the projects, generating news, advancing projects. And hopefully we can uh, have that coincide with, uh, you know, a change in sentiment and, and, a, and a turnaround in the general market.